Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Stand back, everyone. To infinity and beyond! What do Buzz Lightyear, infinity, and taxes have to do with your retirement? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Stand back, everyone. To infinity and beyond. Ah, yes, the movie Toy Story. And one of the main characters there, Buzz Lightyear. Really cool character, I, I must admit. Someone who felt he could accomplish great things, to which he continually shouted to infinity and beyond, all the while not realizing he really couldn't fly to begin with. you gotta, you got to appreciate the man's confidence there. But Buzz, of course, was born out of Disney World and all of the Disney creations that have come about since one of my big heroes, Walt Disney, first conceived the whole notion of Mickey Mouse 70, 80 years ago. Um, you know, we're going to get into the tax show here in a minute, but I do, I, I just got back from Disney world, me and my wife, we go down there quite a bit. In fact, we did the buzz Lightyear deal where you shoot at the objects. I don't know if, uh, we're with America's favorite financial sidekick. He's, he's a tad under the weather. We were going to mic him up and, uh, had his wisdom teeth taken out and you were feeling good yesterday, Aaron. Now you're kind of sore throat, he says. And, but anyway, uh, before I went on, I says, yeah, I'll uh, roll the Buzz Lightyear deal there, Aaron. He goes, oh, man, my son's favorite movie. So everybody's got to like Buzz Lightyear. But let's talk about Disney just a second. Walt Disney, you know, one of his great quotes was, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. In fact, I did a little research on Walt, and as I was back down in Orlando just seeing his creation and thinking about the infinite, boundless creation of this original concept of going down literally – and buying Swampland. I don't know if you know the history, folks, but Central Florida in the 60s when Walt Disney first went there to buy land literally was Swampland. In fact, uh, the first acre he bought was 80 bucks for one acre of land. Isn't that wild? That's, that's almost comical. And he set up all these dummy corporations uh, because he didn't want anybody to know who it was. And according to the Orlando Sentinel, the newspaper there, uh, by the time in the mid-60s or so they realized uh, who was buying up all this land, somebody had purchased 27,000 acres. Uh, uh, Walt Disney, uh, the corporation now, owns about 40,000 down there, but finally Walt came out and said, yeah, it's me. So he was able to purchase 27,000 acres before anybody figured out what it was. And the reason he purchased so much is when he first created Disneyland in Anaheim, Anaheim California, 
he didn't realize how big that would get. And he purchased a few acres and didn't think much about it. And he got landlocked. So he thought, I'm going to go to an area where there's plenty of land. It's cheap. And, of course, the vision of this man to take swamp land and turn it into now Disney World and then the exponential effects of just compounding more people and the airport down there. Again, I'm not going to ramble on about Orlando, but the concept of money compounding in an environment where it's allowed to flourish is uh, quite visible with what we're going to talk about today. Well, welcome, folks. You are uh, listening to the Worry for Retirement This is the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. And uh, I'm Tony Walker, a fan of Walt Disney, obviously, but we're going to, I'm more of a fan of what we're going to be talking about today. In case you're just joining us, we've been in a four part series on how money is taxed. Uh, Just to quickly review those four uh, different types of taxation. The first week, we covered what's called after tax, tax deferred. Uh, The second week, we covered the most popular type of taxation. That's the 401k or IRA. That's called the pre-tax tax tax deferred. Uh, Last week, we covered, uh, you know, tax deferred annuities, cash value, life insurance, even real estate could fall to this one. It's called after-tax tax deferred. And then today, my favorite, quite frankly, and from a planning standpoint, in terms of exponentially trying to you know, purchase swampland, so to speak, and hope it matures into something. My favorite category is after-tax, tax-free. So we'll be talking about that in great detail today. So if you're sitting there thinking, boy, uh, Tony, I, I would like to figure out how to do a Buzz Lightyear on my money and, you know, go infinite and beyond, uh, infinity and beyond. How can I make this money last longer? Uh, how can I keep all these taxes off of it? And more importantly, if I do, you know, leave money when I'm gone, hopefully we're able to leave something behind when you're gone. It's kind of like infinity and beyond. You see, folks, a lot of your money, especially if you're like most Americans and have been kind of duped into thinking the 401k was the way to go, that money has buried within it. It's kind of like swampland. It's, it's, it's not sitting on firm foundation, folks, because there's a tax tumor in those pre-tax accounts. And unfortunately, you know, you, you, you may not be able to get it out for a while. You may take it out. The taxes could be higher. You leave it to your kids. They have to tax it. So what we want to do in our planning, it's not that we're going to abandon the 401ks or pre-taxes. What we're trying to say is, though, you need to be tax diversified. You need to consider this last category very strongly, something we do a lot of, which is the after-tax, tax-free. So when I come back, we're going to talk about the different types of assets that would go in after tax, tax tax-free. And then I'm going to show you an interesting strategy that we've developed that will allow you to systematically, over time, take that taxable account out there, that 401k or that IRA, 403b, what have you, thrift savings account, and turn it into tax-free forever. One more time, Buzz, hit it. To infinity and beyond. What if there was a financial product that could guarantee an income you could never outlive? A product that is not at risk in the stock market. Well, there is, and it's called an annuity. And for the past 34 years, I've personally helped thousands of savers secure over $300 million of annuities. So why risk your hard-earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person to see if an annuity is right for you. Log on today to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. 
All right, our Tony in the Trenches question uh, comes from Wayne up in uh, southern Indiana. Uh, Wayne asked, Tony, on last week's show, you talked about tax-deferred annuities, and you mentioned something about cash value of life insurance. Uh, what I would like to know is could you go over those two types of investments again in a little more detail of how they are taxed? And what, what I thought I would do, Wayne, that's a great question, because it, sometimes these shows, as we work on them, uh, America's favorite fin- financial sidekick, Aaron Orander, and then we have Matt Stebbins, his sidekick, as we kind of go through this, a lot of what is born out of a TV show or radio show that I might do is I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we have questions from the audience. We've done the show, but we realize, gosh, we need to cover that in more detail. So what I'm going to do next week, I'd planned on stopping the tax shows after this week, but what I'm going to do next week is a show just on taxes in general and a term called cost basis. Uh, to, so to answer this question, Wayne, it's going to take a lot more time we have today. So next week, you'll want to tune in because we're going to cover a plethora of different investments and try to understand this concept of cost basis so you can understand how investments are really taxed. Good stuff. So we'll be covering that again on next week's show. All right, let's talk about the word infinity or infinite. It's kind of interesting. I was uh, Googling around through Webster's and just, uh, you know, Buzz Lightyear is talking about infinity and beyond. So here's a couple definitions I liked. Uh, Unlimited extent of time uh, or space or quantity, boundlessness. Uh, Infinity can also be referred to as indefinitely great number or amount of infinity of stars. Well, that's a good picture. Uh, have you ever sat back really and looked at a beautiful clear night and tried to count the stars? It, it really is kind of infinite. It's almost like there's no way you can count them. It's boundless. And then finally, as we get into numbers just a little bit, the limit of the value of a function or variable when it tends to become numerically larger than any pre-assigned finite number. And that's really the picture of compound interest. Um, it's, it has a negative picture, negative connotation. You know, sometimes we talk about the compound interest of our national debt. Have you ever seen those things, Aaron, where it has the meter? Gosh, I mean, it's really kind of hard to get your mind wrapped around. I mean, billions to me, quite frankly, and I work with numbers all the time. Billions is kind of hard to get my mind wrapped around. Trillions? I mean, really, how do you really count trillions? And the idea of trying to pay off those trillion dollars of debt this country owes, that's pretty scary, folks. But anyway, that's really what we think of infinite. It's almost difficult to count. Um, so, you know, Walt Disney had envisioned just Magic Kingdom, but he had a bigger vision. He had a more infinite vision, and that's why he was practical enough. And as a visionary, he didn't just buy enough land for the Magic Kingdom there in Walt Disney World. He knew that that was going to expand. And apparently, according to this article I was reading on Walt Disney, let's see, somewhere in here, let me see if I've got this real quick. I think it said, yeah, it's 47 square miles and roughly, I think only like a fourth of it's being developed. So they've got, I mean, if they want to keep growing, it's like it's going to be a couple more generations before they can even fill up that land. So it really, really is pretty incredible. So Tony, all right, out of those four categories, what can I do with my money to make it more infinite? What can a saver do? We're not talking about taking risks. Remember, this show is not about risking your money in the stock market. This show is about more concerned of the protection of your money to the return of the money rather than the return on it. So how do we do this? Well, uh, we'll name a couple of products off. The two main products we're going to discuss today for the after-tax tax-free would be the Roth IRA and then death benefit of life insurance. 
Actually, I'm going to put a third, not really product in there, but strategy, and that is gifting money to family members. I know you say, well, that sounds, that's not even, not a, that's not even an investment, Tony. What, what do you mean gifting money? Well, let's cover those three. Now, I think by the time I'm finished, you're going to understand. So the concept is, if we're trying to do a buzz light year on our money, and we want it to be more infinite and beyond, we want it to continue on past our lives, we have to understand that to, we've got to get out of that tax trap. We cannot continue to have money beat down by expenses and taxes, et cetera, et cetera, which is what most of you are doing, especially if all of your money is locked up in a 401k plan. It's going to start eventually going the other direction. That's the whole purpose of it. The government wants their money. They're going to tax their money, and they will get that money back. So they, did, they didn't ever intend it to just you know, be an infant and beyond. It was a temporary tax savings, and then they want their money, but not so with the Roth. Uh, remember old Fram oil filter. A Roth is we're going to pay them now versus pay them later. We're going to agree to pay the tax now, knowing under current law anyway, hopefully they don't change this, but knowing under current law that once we pay the tax on that dollar, when it goes into the Roth IRA, listen closely, that money will never be taxed again. You know, I was trying to do some math. I could not figure out how much Walt Disney paid for all that land. They said his first acre was $80. His last acre was $80,000. Obviously, somebody figured out supply and demand, and Walt was buying up land. I'd rather be on the back end of that, wouldn't you, Aaron? I mean, imagine the pearl guy that sold, yeah, I'll sell you 4,000 acres for 80 bucks an acre, you know, sucker. And then it turns around, and 10 years later, there's the Magic Kingdom on his property. I don't know, it's kind of funny. But the point is you got all of this money going in there. So even if Walt had paid an average of, you know, 300 bucks an acre or whatever, it was only like eight to $10 million. Can you imagine now that property value, gosh, an acre down there in that 47 square miles or so? Tell them what that's worth in terms of, again, exponential, infinite uh, income. So that's what we're trying to do. Again, we're trying to figure out how can we go ahead and buy an acre of land, okay, Get, try to follow the analogy here. Yeah, we're going to have to pay something for it now. It's a cost. Remember, folks, every financial decision includes a cost. What we're trying to do is figure out how that cost can turn into bigger dollars. So in the most extreme example, Walt Disney pays $80 for swamp land, but that wasn't the only cost. I mean, that land, they say, literally is like floating down there. He had to figure out and probably spent tons of money to figure out how to make that land work for what he wanted. So the cost just began there. So let's kind of imagine a Roth IRA. That's why a lot of people don't do them. They say, well, gosh, I can put money in an IRA. I get a tax deduction. If I don't put it in an IRA and put it in a Roth IRA, I have to pay taxes now. I don't want to pay anything out of pocket. So I get that. It feels bad at first, but you have to remember, if you don't pay the money now, if you don't pay the tax now, one day, you're going to have to pay it later. So it's a pay me now or pay me later thing. So with a Roth IRA, what we're electing to do, and most people are eligible for Roths. We can check this. It depends on your income. Uh, actually, this is kind of weird when you think about it, but the government, for some reason, I've never understood the logic. If you make more than certain amounts of income, and we're talking up in the 180, 190 range, annual income, they won't let you contribute to a Roth. Doesn't seem fair, does it, Aaron? So I don't, I don't understand why, but basically they just won't let you. But so the average person out there can be contributing to a Roth. Now, you can put in a Roth, depending on your age, up to five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 a year and elect to pay the tax now. 
And again, we talked in the last show about tax brackets. It all depends on your tax bracket. So rather than trying to predict or over the radio here, predict or imagine what your personal tax bracket is, I like to ask people this question. The given the current deficits, uh, given all the debt this country owes, if you were a betting man, would you guess that taxes would be higher or lower in the future? Let me repeat that question. In the future, would you bet that taxes will be higher or lower in the future? Well, depending on your income and your age, you know, if you're Aaron's age and Matt's age in here, I would definitely say you may want to consider Roth. Here's the reason. The longer you're around, uh, Aaron and Matt, the more likely I think the government's going to raise taxes on you. So also, depending on your income, if you're in a little lower income now, if you're a young person for sure, uh, you're going to be in a very low bracket. So why not invest in a Roth? It only makes sense. Now, we're going to cover this in the next segment. I'll get back to this. But you might say, well, Tony, I'm retired. I can't even invest in a Roth, can I, unless I have W-2 earnings? You are correct. You can't. But as we're going to see in the next segment, you could take some of those Roth, uh, excuse me, take your 401k or your IRA or thrift savings account, and we can show you how to convert that into a Roth, which I'm going to do that and show you a strategy that we're using in our office, just started implementing this. It is really cool stuff. So we'll get into that in the next segment. So that's the Roth. And again, we can help you at Tony Walker Financial figure out, number one, if you're eligible to contribute to a Roth, and if a Roth IRA is right for you versus putting it in the pre-tax account. Okay, so what's the next item? Life insurance. People go, oh gosh, life insurance. Tony, why why do you seem to like life insurance so much? Well, here's the facts. I've been doing this now 34 years. In June, it'll be 35 years I've been in the financial trenches. Literally worked with thousands of people. And the one certainty, the one certainty I can tell you about life and planning is everybody's going to die. It's it's. I haven't seen anybody get out of this world alive anyway. It's kind of like the old guy that was... Talking about uh, life and death, he said, you know, partner, you see those funeral processions heading up and down the road every day? They ain't practicing. So, folks, death is inevitable. So why in the world would you not consider what we call permanent life insurance to leave to loved ones? And also we can show you, uh, just like Walt, we can use our imagination and our creativity and our expertise in this area to show you by having a life insurance policy in retirement. You know, a lot of people on radio, they'll say, well, you don't need life insurance in retirement. Most people do, quite frankly. We can show you how the life insurance will actually give you permission to use and enjoy your other money. Because even if you spent that money and pass away, the life insurance, here's why I like it, goes tax-free to your heirs immediately. I mean, tax-free. So let's imagine this. Let's say, and I've got a policy, roughly I've got about a million dollars of life insurance. And I'm paying on that thing, let's say it's 2000 a month, okay? And the life insurance, I have dividend participating whole life, so that life insurance actually gradually grows, the death benefit. So let's say I live 30 years. Uh, I've paid, I'm just using rough numbers, I've paid a half million dollars into that policy, and one day it's worth $1.2 million. I die. Um, it's $1.2 million tax-free. There's no probate, and that money would be dispersed to either my wife or if I want to leave it to kids or charity, it doesn't matter. I can name anybody I want on beneficiaries on this thing because it's not going through probate. Nobody's going to know I've got it. That's the good thing about going outside of probate. And because it's passing by beneficiary, it goes immediately. But let me emphasize again, that's not $1.2 million, like a 401k less, you know, the tax tumor we got to calculate, which might be, 
you know, four or five hundred thousand dollars in taxes that goes to the government. That's one point two million that goes immediately to my loved ones tax free. So, again, we we do a lot of life insurance here. It's actually where I cut my teeth. So I would encourage you if you want to look at life insurance. Actually, my favorite son in law here at Tony Walker is in charge of uh, our life insurance department. So we'd be happy to review any existing policies you've got or show you how life insurance can be used within the planning process to provide a lot of tax-free, cold, hard cash when you die, and also show you how to free up assets to enjoy them while you're alive. Cool concepts indeed. And then finally, one that I'm really, really emphasizing a lot. Did I tell you, Aaron, I'm working on another book? Have I mentioned that? Okay. This book's going to be really different. I'm not even going to give you the title yet, folks. But Basically, what I've seen over the past 34-plus years in a meeting with thousands of people, many of whom are retired or, uh, quite frankly, many of them are in their senior years or some have even passed away, and I deal with a lot of widows and widowers, is this whole notion of why do you keep hanging on to all this money? So you have to understand something. If you're sitting there, let's say you're in your 70s. This is a good example. And you've got uh, three, four $400,000, $500,000, whatever, and you've got your Social Security. You and I both know, especially if you live in the state of Kentucky and leave, live a pretty modest lifestyle, more than likely you're not going to spend all that money. Now, depending how it's positioned, when you die, there could be problems. There could be probate. Uh, down the road, nursing homes could take it away. You could have taxes. All kinds of problems by holding on to the money. Remember, holding on to the money, not keeping it moving, is like a pond that doesn't have circulation. It's going to turn into a cesspool and it's going to cause problems at some point. So why wouldn't we consider taking some of that money and giving it away to family now? Because under the current laws, you can give money away up to certain limits and that money, when it's given to your kids or grandkids, they don't have to pay any taxes on it. So imagine this. Uh, Let's hear from Buzz Lightyear real quick. To infinity and beyond. All right. As Buzz says, Give them $10,000. let us use this example. You give $10,000 to your son and daughter, all right? They take $5,000 each. It's tax-free, remember? They don't have to claim it as income. They take that $5,000 and invest it in a Roth IRA. That Roth IRA, the gift is tax-free forever. The Roth IRA is tax-free forever. They can use it for retirement tax-free. And then when they die, if there's anything left over, it goes to your grandkids, tax-free. Now, why in the world wouldn't you want to consider that? So again, folks, there's three things right there that we could help you do. So if you'd like to sit down and talk about any of those or all three, why don't you get on our website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Let's get started and let's meet and get a strategy for dealing with these darn taxes. Let's be proactive. Let's take advantage and let's move some of this money into infinity and beyond. (laughs) Okay, when we come back, I got a few minutes left. I'm going to share with you our latest strategy that we're now perfecting. We're putting this into motion. We just had someone come in yesterday and do this. Really cool stuff. If you've got a 401k IRA, if you're trying to turn that into infinite wealth for you and your family, stay tuned. I'll be right, right back to share with you this exciting new concept. Worried about running out of money in retirement? For a limited time, five-time author and retirement specialist Tony Walker is making available his latest book, Mailbox Money for Life. For your free copy, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a buyout? Has a company you work for recently moved or been acquired or closed its doors forever? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k to safer territory. 
Why continue to risk your hard-earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person today to discuss your retirement options. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your no-obligation appointment to meet with me in person. Do it today. At the break, uh, Aaron's favorite financial sidekick, Matt, says, I like that concept, infinite wealth. And it reminds me, uh, there was a gentleman I studied under, uh, really a smart fellow named Nelson Nash. And uh, he uses life insurance. He has a concept called infinite banking. So again, folks, the idea with money is we need to keep money moving. We want to try to use that same dollar more and more and over and over. We don't want money to be positioned somewhere. Let everybody else use and enjoy it. We get to use it one time. That's not how money works. Uh, you can even Google a concept. It's an economic concept called the velocity of money multiplier. That's what we're talking about. We're trying to figure out how to get a dollar and we want that money turning. I mean, banks do this all the ter- time. Businesses do it. Those are called working capital terms, uh, turns. And the idea is let's see if we can get more use out of $1. So this is what we're talking about. And we can help show you how to do this. All right. We're running out of time here. Let's talk about our five-year Roth conversion strategy. All right, we touched on this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we have now started implementing this. This is so cool, and it's a great way for you to ease in to what we would call infinite tax-free wealth. So here's the concept. I'm going to use a real simple example here. Let's say that we have $100,000 languishing in the bank now. It's money you've already taxed. That would be called, remember our first category, after-tax taxable. It's earning 1% or whatever. And then you've got a $200,000 401k or IRA. This would be perfect to do prior to 70, folks. We want to avoid the minimum distributions in trying to do this. Remember, a Roth conversion will not satisfy your 70 and a half minimum distribution. So we'd like to do this at 65. I just had a couple in yesterday. They're 65. They love this concept. Okay, we changed the numbers up a little bit, but they let's imagine they had 200000 in an IRA. And they said, right now, we don't need that money, Tony. We're doing fine, so what can we do with it? So what we're going to do over a five-year period, remember, if you convert money to a Roth, that's called a Roth conversion, you can't use the money for five years anyway. It has to stay in that Roth, which is fine. We don't, we don't want to use it. The idea is we're deferring it so we can get tax-free compounding infinite growth, okay? So, yeah, you don't want to kill the goose that laid the egg. You don't want to take your Roth and spend that first. You want it to keep growing tax-free. So the first year... We take 40000 all right, convert it. We're going to assume they're in a 20% bracket. It's probably not that high, but just so I can do the math. So that means there's an $8,000 tax bill now. Remember, pay me now, pay me later. Now, where are we going to get the 8000 Out of the IRA? No, no, we're not going to take it out of there. We're going to go to the bank. We're sitting over there doing nothing and take the 8000 and throw the bone to the government. Give it to them, which, okay, it reduces the bank account from 100 to 92. Who cares, right? Now, next year, we go get 40000 out of the IRA, convert it again. That's another $8,000 of taxes. Now we got to pay. And then we go to the third year, convert another forty of the original 200 IRA to a Roth. Fourth year, convert another forty. Again, you don't have to do this each year, folks. We're just giving you a game plan to go by. And then the fifth year, the final forty. So by the end of the five years, our $200,000 IRA no longer exists as an IRA. We've kind of converted it. We've recharacterized it. Now it is called a Roth. 
the uh, the savings account still has sixty thousand dollars, so you still have plenty of money for emergency funds. But here's all the options now. First of all, you don't have to do anything. When you hit age seventy, you're not required to take minimum distributions out of those Roths, folks. That's a good thing because you may want it to just like, keep compounding. See, a lot of people come to me; they don't want to take money out of their IRAs at seventy and a half, but the government forces them to. Now, in this example, you don't. Second thing is, if you did decide to say, oh, "I think I do need a little bit of extra income." That money's been compounding tax-free. We could take the Roth, one of those Roths, and liquidate it for tax-free cash. Go on a trip, help the kids, whatever you want to do. And then finally, at your death, all of that money will pass tax-free to your heirs. So folks, here's the thing. We have all kinds of strategies here at Tony Walker Financial to help savers worry less about money. But you know what? We can only preach so long, folks. Eventually, you got to open the church doors and come on and sit down on the financial pews here, and let's try to get started. It's really easy to do. Just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. The best of all, there's no cost or obligation to meet. I can either meet you in our Bowling Green, Kentucky offices or Louisville, Kentucky offices. And yes, you would be meeting with me in person. The first appointment, all we do is just sit down and go over your information and get to know one another. And then the second appointment, I'll provide you a free assessment, all in writing, so you can take that and study it to see if it meets with your approval and helps you be more worry-free. Well, next week, don't forget, we're going to be back for our fifth episode of Taxation, probably one of the most important topics to cover as far as understanding how things are taxed. We're going to dive into what's called cost basis. It sounds boring now, but folks, this could really help you understand taxes. Between now and next week, though, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.